0: This is Amalia Ion-Karis. This is Satya, and you're listening to To Love, Sex, and and the the Hidden hidden Agenda.
1: agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in.
0: It's about faith, it's about trust. That's what we're talking let's, about today. Yeah,
1: let's talk about trust. <laughs> oh, dear God! Dear God, I have a hard time trusting people. Let's, I'm just gonna say it. Dear God, I, <laughs> dear God, <no. laughs> I mean. I have excuses why I don't trust. I think when I was younger, I used to trust everyone. I used to not understand that there were bad people in the world that did bad things that were supposed to be, you know, that we should have some discernment around. I just assumed everyone was like me and just so, you know, coming from a good place. And when I found out, you know, like my best friend childhood, she Lied. She's a compulsive liar. My sister was a compulsive liar. I was so gullible. I believed everything they said all the time. So, yeah, I've got a trust issue now. Because after the umpteenth time, like I can't even count how many times I've dealt with some sort of shock of someone's, you know, intention or betrayal or.
0: So, how does that translate? In your in your intimate relationships with your,
1: <laughs> well, how do you think it translates your,
0: your Boyfriend now,
1: my is Boyfriend
0: <laughs> trust <laughs> is well, trust earned, or can trust just be given?
1: Yeah, that's our conversation all the time. Like his perspective is like you know, I should just trust him and trust is a gift and trust is just something that you give. And, um, and for me, I just, I feel naive and ignorant acting like that. Now I feel like I know better. And so I don't, I don't give trust right off the bat. I'm, I'm cultivating the the feeling like that they have a good intention so i'm not assuming the worst right off the bat i'm not doing that but if i see or i start tracking certain discrepancies then i pull back my trust immediately and then they need to earn it so yeah my partner and i we have this discussion a lot and actually went and got some support with it and um remember Angeline and Dixon, we had them on the show before. They're a great relationship coach. They've been married, I don't know how many years, 25 plus years. And um, they had some amazing things to teach us around trust that kind of gave an aha moment for for both my partner and I, because they are saying there's all these different levels of trust. Let me see if I can remember what they, they told me. Um, yeah they were they were saying like there's there's trust like loyalty trust like do we do we trust each other to be loyal there's emotional trust like trusting that the other person's emotions are going to like like that we can trust that they have emotional intelligence or something like that and then there's there's physical trust like that you're they're not going to harm your body right or that you can trust someone to, to treat your physical body. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And then there's integrity. So just being authentic and like, you know, saying what you mean, meaning what you say, that kind of trust. And then there's just basic honesty. Like some people like to throw in little white lies in India, people just lie all the time for no reason, no apparent reason that drove me crazy. Um, Yeah. They would lie about just really dumb things that you would think like, what, is the point to lie about that like oh did you have lunch today yes but they're hungry you know and it wasn't and then you come to find out later that they didn't really eat and you could have fed them you know silly things but you know there's a cultural. i learned that there was a cultural reason for that but my god that used to drive me crazy (laughs) Like, why are they lying about something that has no effect on me?
0: What What do Angelina and Dixon say about trust? Like, if it's earned or
1: yeah they They said um, that trust can't be demanded. Like, it can only be earned and given, but it can't be demanded. And I thought that was really profound. Um,
0: that really is. I like that trust. Not demanded.
1: Trust cannot be demanded.
0: Right. Of course not. Yeah. It can be earned or it can be given. I think that I give trust. But then if I see something that makes me question something, then I question it. And maybe in that moment, I'm not trusting. And then from then on, do I trust the person after that? I don't know. I don't know. I think some of my trust goes away or I make a decision to just go ahead and trust. Like my boyfriend says to me you like trust is earned. Sometimes I feel like I'm the one having to earn the trust, but I, he has to earn it too. Like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I found some other guys work this guy Dave who talked about trust happening in stages and I, that really um spoke to me because he was talking about you know, we have to have all these different levels to really build up to the trust. Like there's there's connection, like when your your chemistry aligns, your values align, and there's like a click. So you, you can trust someone based on connection. Like you just have this innate trust, right? Like you you meet someone, you like them, and you're like, oh, okay, I get this person. I think, you know, we're there. And then there's caution. The next level is caution, where you can't move. If you move too fast with the trust, um, and you don't have caution in the second phase, uh, y- you can like have to. You might just back out altogether. And I think that's where like new relationships get tripped up because caution is just part of the part of the stages of learning how to trust. But we. <laughs> We often don't realize this is just part of learning how to trust. Like caution is healthy and normal and good. Because the third stage is consistency. Um, and he was saying there's no shortcuts to build trust. And I loved that because if something's not consistent, you know, like words start feeling funny or action, you know, actions and words aren't lining up, or somehow trust gets broken in some small way. If you can have to start all over again, right? To rebuild it. And and he, people think like, oh, well, you, you should just forgive and move on. Like it was a small situation, a small deal, but forgiveness and trust aren't the same thing. Like you can forgive someone, but still not trust them. <laughs> like I've totally forgiven all the people who've hurt me, but it doesn't mean that I, I trust them and I'm gonna do like fall into that, place where they could hurt me again, you know?
0: Right. And then there's that part where there's a decision, well, I trust myself to be, I guess, okay, no matter what the, what happens. But I also feel like trust, like he's been so burned in his last relationship that it's, it's harder for him to trust. I think that's why he says, you know, trust is earned, but then, you know, on the other hand, you know, we, there's all this trust given. It's so, so strange, but then he'll, he'll back up and get scared about it. You know?
1: Well, yeah. And I think your boyfriend is more similar to me where like we have to see trust over time, like the consistency has to be there. And then, you get the the next phase of after consistency is the courage where you actually be more vulnerable, like you grow in the trust. And it's super scary, but that's where, you know, the deep intimacy lies, where you you're like, okay, I'm terrified, but I'm gonna have to give trust right now. I'm gonna be courageous right now and just trust that they're gonna do the right thing. And then kind of it feels like free falling for me when I when I have to give trust at a bigger level or at the next level, right? Hmm. It's not, it's not easy. Like it takes a, a courageous heart to trust again after being vulnerable, being hurt. I mean, how many people do you know that were in a bad relationship and then they just are single for the rest of their life? I know a lot of people like that. They just don't even bother trying. Um, that,
0: that was my boyfriend for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was single for like six years, just dating people. And then we met and he he was like, Oh my God, my heart is open. I love you. La 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 la. Oh my god, I never thought I'd feel this way. I thought I was going to be alone the rest of my life. I had my whole life planned out. I was going to be single. I can't believe this. I can't even believe how much I love you. Oh my God. You know, and uh so yeah it really can really can oh and of
1: course he's gonna pull back because that would be him being super vulnerable super open to love because he wants love we all want love more than anything else and so we open all the way up to it and then he probably got terrified or he saw something that he wasn't 100 percent sure and then he has to back way up and start over again like oh wow okay well Maybe she didn't react the way I wanted, or maybe she did something that made me question her or, you know, just this, it could be the smallest thing. The, The most, the most insignificant thing can break trust for someone who comes from a lot of trauma or a deep wound. My brother, he, um, he didn't date for 20 years after a breakup some girl he asked to marry her he asked her to marry him and um she said no and went off to college or something he was really young and he was just single for 20 years and we were all so concerned about him and then he finally like in his 50s um you know finally met someone new and now he's in a committed really beautiful relationship my mother she you know my dad cheated on her she was single she's still single for like 30 years actually all the women in my family who whose husbands died or they got divorced never were in a relationship again so crazy
0: husbands died or they got divorced
1: hmm. yeah they can't get over the grief and they don't want to try again like it's too much and i think a lot of people are actually like that and now in the culture where everybody's dating and you know getting divorced and moving on we have another issue where like nobody just basically nobody trusts each other that's why all the prenuptials and open relationships and this that and the other but we don't have relationship unless we have trust right like trust right. is the the Foundation for any relationship, and I think now, especially with the way the world's going with COVID, with the political climate, and the whole drama that we've had, everybody's being posed against each other. So even people that were, you know, the closest of friends aren't even speaking anymore over something small. And um, it seems like everything's quite heightened. Like this last few months, I've heard of so many you know, long-term friend, friendship ending. Um, and it's been, it's been sad for me to hear, but I can see why it's like, people are just not able to trust anymore. Like they've, something fundamentally is cracking. Um, and I think we really need to work on finding that, that trust. I I do want to mention that after that, that guy who talked about the six stages, Um, After the courage, the next stage after that is commitment. Hmm. And um, I think that's where we lack. We, everyone seems to be, well, I mean, I'm generalizing, but people seem to be scared of commitment. Like to really agree that you're going to work together and you're going to show up and you're going to be consistent in your showing up. And without commitment you can't build trust i mean because and you'll never get to the next level the the final level is comfort and i think comfort is um just so terrifying for everybody like because it doesn't mean like you you rest in comfort forever because obviously trust can be broken broken at any time and you have to rebuild it right back to connection and caution and consistency and courage and then recommit to get to comfort again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's vital that we we learn how to first I think trust ourselves. That's where my work's been because all the times I've been hurt, I had to really sit with myself like I I had my own trust with myself broken like how could I allow that to happen again or how did I not see that coming or you know blaming myself for being in that situation with that person, whoever hurt me. Um, and so I had to just reestablish my own uh, inner navigation system every time I felt like, you know, someone hurt me. Like, how did I not see that? And and forgive myself and then recommit to myself, like, okay, I'm not going to be friends with people who act like this or people who show me these kind of behavior patterns. I'm I'm going to speak up sooner.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I feel so emotional right now. It's it's sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, Yeah, I don't know where we were 50 years ago with trust. I mean, it was probably just some other metamorphosis of messed up, <laughs> of messy. It was probably just some other kind of, yeah, I just don't want to see us be... I think some people think too, oh, the commitment uh, would end up being boring or something
1: or. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, people are just so terrified to, to be all in. But the thing is, we don't have trust unless you're all in. So regardless of the relationship you're talking about, whether it's a lover or a business partner or, you know, just someone you plan to go to lunch with like if they're not all in and they double book well you're not going to trust them anymore you know you're going to have this thing like ooh, they they showed this weird you know behavior pattern i should you know be aware of that because they're not to be trusted and i think we can we're getting into like a paranoia state like collectively People are going into this kind of um, oversensitive paranoia around trust because it's been so dismantled and broken. And I think that's a really dangerous place because that's when, you know, big government and all these other things step in in, and we start trusting, um, you know, the wrong people for solutions that aren't really solutions at all. Yeah. It's sad. I feel like we've, during this whole lockdown, I've seen a lot of fracturing of, of relationships. And, you know, now you walk down the street and people don't trust anybody. It's like, everybody's a virus that's going to kill them. Or, you know, they're they're wearing these masks and, and you know, keep your distance. And yeah. it, it's this weird feeling of like, wow, we are Without trust, we don't cultivate love. We are not deepening, you know. We're not connecting, and therefore we we're all getting siloed out uh, unto ourselves. So it, it's critical, I think, now more than ever before, that we we learn how to cultivate first our own trust in ourselves, trust in our way that we navigate, um so we know when we can be vulnerable, when we can open, and who we can make commitments with, and kind of follow through and, and build that connection back.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with attachment theory and attachment styles, it's crazy, but you can actually develop, for example, avoidant personality or avoidant attachment style as a, as an adult, as a result of a relationship. Oh, yeah, it it can be. I mean, so back to what you know, what you were saying, that if you have a, you know, an experience that it really can change the course. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it takes a lot of courage for somebody to who's gone through that to choose to be open again. And that's a beautiful thing.
1: Well, yeah. That. And I think, you know, people who've been hurt um, or when we've been hurt, because I think we've all been hurt in some way, we need to do that work for ourselves to parse out and not just lump everything together. Like if you've been hurt in a relationship, it's not like relationships are inherently untrustworthy, you know, something specific happened, So you have to parse out like what exactly happened and where did things get, you know, wonky and who said what and what actually happened, because I think that we make meaning of stuff and generalize it and it just gets swept under the carpet to create this disconnection. And then we wonder why everybody's feeling so, you know, suffering alone and feeling, you know, like needing this, this deep connection and yearning for it, but not being able to be met in it. You know, we we have to do that first, that inner work so that we can i don't know stop blaming everyone else take responsibility and then learn how to cultivate it like for me rebuilding trust has i feel like i i've been working at it for the last like consciously for the last 10 or 15 years and it's not it's not easy i mean it does take a really courageous heart like i feel sometimes i'm leaping sometimes i make wrong decisions. Also, I, I do make a leap and I think, Oh, I'm going to trust. And it ends up, you know, I fall on my face or something. <laughs> and I think, Oh man. But yeah, get back up and learn how to, to trust again. But what, what is happening through all of these, you know, circumstances I've been in is that there's something like an inner resilience that's so deep in me that, is the part that's unbreakable. It's the thing nobody can take away from me. It's that thing that's always there even after the dark nights or through the dark nights. And even in the bliss experience, that specific spark that stays with me, I just rest there. When I rest there, I don't know. I'm able to navigate easier. And if I, if I, if I don't allow myself to sit there in these moments of like, should i trust this person or not then i i typically can be off you know with my judgment or my paranoia or or the wrong giving trust to the wrong person i mean especially those of us who've been groomed and had a lot of childhood abuse we trusted the wrong people we were trained to trust the wrong people we were trained to trust the people that you know inherently were supposed to protect us, but were the ones who were perpetrators. Our perpetrators, and the that's a hard inner navigation system to to rewire because it is a rewiring. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: trust. I feel like um, just calling that in right now for everyone it takes a lot of self confidence, a lot of groundedness.
1: I think it's just self love above everything else, because sometimes we're coerced to trust things that we shouldn't Uh, like. I don't really like what's going on with this whole vaccine thing. It's like medical tyranny in a way. Like you should trust this because it's science. You should (laughs) try. And if you inherently don't trust it, you're put in this camp that you're like a bad person or something. That kind of force enforcement of trust I find is a number one manipulation tactic. Like when we lose choice and we're being forced to trust someone, like my parent, you know, I was forced to trust my parents. I had no one else taking care of me as a child. But if they're the abuser, right? I mean, it's, it's like at what level, when do you wake up and realize, hey, wait a second, they're the ones hurting me. Like it took me a long time to see that up into my 20s. I mean some of the overt abuse was obvious but i couldn't really get out from underneath it until i was an adult and i just whoever's listening to this just please remember you have choice and that trust is a gift it is a gift and it's not something that can be forced i don't think we can force anyone i mean we all know when someone says, trust me, we inherently don't trust them, right? <laughs> like, um, we've heard that line before. It is, it's a beautiful gift. And it it comes from things matching up. Whew. I hope we can cultivate more trust. I'm calling in the ability to to trust more. And you know what I'm learning is how vulnerable I have to be to receive more trust because i've had to be very vulnerable with my partner sharing things that i really don't want to share uh with friends recently i've had to have some heart to hearts that were really quite scary but i realized you know there is no relationship if we can't walk through this shadow you know we can't really address these things
0: yeah absolutely
1: I think we're very courageous to, to try to be in relationships again, at this time in history, um, after so much personal struggle and heartbreak, it is a courageous thing to love. And I think that love is actually the only thing that really brings us into that deeper levels of trust that we all desire, you know, that we want to rest in.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to be loved and in a relationship. And that's the funny part. I mean, this area where I'm living right now, everyone is so rich that they just kind of live alone. And they just kind of have sex with people or they have relationships. and, And I know you mean like
1: people how what do you mean how old are they
0: there's a lot of single people they can afford to live alone and so they do and they've probably been hurt or they've probably you know or they probably Uh have some kind of weird thing where they just can't you know keep a relationship or they you know get together and hang out and and that's fine i guess
1: I mean, oh yeah, where where I live too, it's a bunch of single people who are all on dating apps, and they just hook up whenever they want to have sex. Um, there's no commitments, and they're all terrified of commitments, or they don't really want it, and they don't want their independence taken away. I mean that that's one way to cope with not having to to trust. But then we see that. Yeah, the flip side of that is that, you know, we're constantly engaging our sacred, most precious energy with a bunch of different people. And then you know, that's a whole other host of problems. But I think that's, um, that's a tactic for making sure that love can't deepen and blossom, like a tactic from the darker energies at play.
0: Ooh, that hits a nerve. (laughs) That feels about right. Mm. I think that's why I'm feeling this, this way during this, this episode, because I'm just kind of, I, I I sense that. And I sense it in myself too. It's just to, to, to move forward and have faith and i want to just run away oh girl
1: yeah we all do but we all also what are we running away from is the thing that we need the most which is like a deeper sense of love and connection (laughs) and so what we we keep running but that doesn't create or cultivate deeper love and connection it it just cultivates the next thing you know like next next okay there's got to be something better i mean we live in such a disposable world where everyone suddenly is disposable. Oh, they're dead. Oh, they they messed up. Oh, next. Oh, they're fired. You know, it's just like minions or something.
0: Oof, God. <laughs> it does feel that way.
1: It's getting worse. I mean, it's just getting worse. And the fact that now we can't even go to funerals or weddings and all these things where people actually gather or churches or, I mean, gyms, for God's sake, like people go and and connect and schools hang out with each other, get to know each other, deepen in their bonds. And now we're being segregated and separated and, and told to fear each other. And And it just seems like everything's disposable, like the disposable mask and the gloves you take off and the condom and everything else. just like that's how they're treating people and relationships. And it's concerning. Hmm.
0: I want to carry a flag for, like, love and relationships and...
1: I know. I wonder if, like, family... What families are going to look like in in 20 years or if they're even going to be such a thing as families or we just have like donors and a bunch of children that are being raised by different people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's better. I just know that love, we shouldn't forsake love for fear. And I think that's what people do all day long. They choose fear over love and they don't realize it. Um, what if we choose love instead of fear? then what are the choices like that's what i ask myself every time i'm afraid every time i don't know if i can trust this person i say you know what would love choose right now what would love do what where is there more love like this way or this way where am i going to experience a deeper sense of love it, it could be love for myself starting with myself or you know love with connection you know how how can i connect more to myself and to other people. And then I try and choose from that perspective and those choices lead me to deeper love. That's why, you know, that's kind of my practice of like being courageous and like finding that next level of commitment. And maybe the commitment is just showing up and and speaking your truth. It doesn't mean, you know, married forever after till death do us part, you know. (laughs) I think we're all pretty scared of, of that because we've been hurt. So we know things can change on a dime, you know?
0: Well, we just keep a trying, keep mm-hmm. going. <laughs> yeah. What else is there to do?
1: Maybe you can sing us a, a lullaby, Satya, to, uh, call in more love. we need like we need that mother love song right now to just like soothe the the trembling nerves when it's just so scary to trust again (laughs)
0: Uh, when Rowan was little I would just make up little songs all the time and little stories and Rowan is my daughter for those
1: beautiful. She's so she's so lucky. And now she's singing amazing songs for others.
0: She is, and she's writing. She was,
1: she's writing music.
0: Yeah, she sent me three songs that she's written lately. She's writing little pieces, little excerpts.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Wow. It's good stuff. Oh, she's beautiful.
0: Okay, so let me see if I can conjure up something here on love. Let's see. La 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 la, la, la. so sweet I feel better
1: <laughs> me too wow I love when you sing to me Aww, he loves it well <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying yes no it's so soothing to hear your lullabies Aww. well thanks everyone for listening until next time To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.